Hello and welcome to the official podcast of the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. In today's episode, we'll be discussing how a writer can adopt behaviourally informed communication to engage their audience and help their audience understand complex issues. To show this, we will discuss one way registered liquidators can help people who are owed money by a business, that is creditors, navigate the complex landscape of an external administration. We will also cover how adopting behaviourally informed communication can benefit a registered liquidator's practice. I'm Nisancela Paris and I'm from ASIC's Insolvency Practitioners team. Our team supervise and work with registered liquidators in relation to the insolvency of companies. Today I have with me Michelle Jakubowskis. Thanks Nisancela. I'm from the Behavioural Research and Policy Unit. We assist ASIC teams to explore regulatory problems from a behavioural perspective. We were established in 2014, although ASIC has been using behavioural economics for quite some time before that. We have a diverse skill set in our team, which ranges from psychology, economics, social science, law, um, communications, market research, and a bunch of other skills. And we use those to help any type of regulatory problem. In this case, we worked with the insolvency practitioner team to develop a letter using behavioural design principles for registered liquidators to provide in their initial communication with people who are owed money. We're going to refer to them as creditors throughout this podcast. Earlier this year, ASIC shared that letter with providers of insolvency software and also with ARISA, that's the insolvency industry body. So it's easy for registered liquidators to access it and use it. While our focus today is on registered liquidators and their communication with creditors, a lot of this work is relevant to those writers interested in impacting a reader to act on and engage with the written material that they're providing them. Thanks, Michelle. I might provide some context as to why we did this work. Registered liquidators and ASIC provide information about insolvency matters to the public, including to creditors. But we suspect creditors need to be better informed because in around 70% of complaints ASIC receives about registered liquidators or an insolvency matter, ASIC helps the person making the complaint navigate the various insolvency issues they face. In other words, there is no complaint and the person who is owed money just needs the right information. So updating the way we provide information to creditors is also particularly important now that recent changes to insolvency laws allow creditors to take charge of their own interests. For instance, they may make reasonable requests for information from registered liquidators, and so they need to understand how they can participate and influence the insolvency process. But if they're not properly informed about their rights, they may request things that liquidators think are unreasonable. And this wouldn't be a good outcome for creditors, for liquidators or to ASIC especially where we know creditors find it difficult to navigate the insolvency process. So Michelle, can you talk about how we looked at communication in this context? Sure. So I'd first like to start by saying that communication is just one approach that we can take to this particular issue. But our key question when we started was, how do we help registered liquidators to shape the communication with creditors to maximise their understanding of insolvency processes and to prevent any kind of misunderstanding? So we had this idea. Rather than requiring creditors to seek out information, what if we sent it to them in a way that they can access it and that they want to read it, and ideally that will help them to understand it? So this led to the behaviourally informed letter, initial letter to creditors. That's right. So the liquidator's initial letter is usually the first time a creditor hears about an external administrator's appointment, and that the one that we did was for a creditor's voluntary liquidation and a voluntary, voluntary administration. So creditors who better understand the process will benefit registered liquidators too. 
For instance, we hope that it will reduce unproductive time that liquidators spend dealing with creditors who don't understand or misunderstand insolvency issues. It might increase staff satisfaction at a liquidator's firm, as staff are less likely to spend time dealing with creditors who misunderstand insolvency issues. It might assist in investigations. Registered liquidators may receive better information from creditors who understand the process a little bit better. And overall, it might enable a more efficient and cost-effective practice, meaning that the liquidator is able to close the job quicker as they spend less time dealing with creditor issues. So one of the first things that we did was to try and understand the problem. We asked the insolvency practitioner team a few questions. Who uses the current information that's available on the ASIC website? How do they use it? Why do they use it? And what do we know about them? Because we know that when we're communicating with people, there are diverse audiences with diverse needs. So it's good to really understand that audience. And that helps us to understand the problem before we design a solution to that problem. So we did some research, we talked to some creditors, and we found out there's not actually much knowledge amongst the population, to the extent that they don't even necessarily know that they're a creditor. And the other key thing that we found is, the thing that they're most interested in hearing is, what's, are they gonna get their money back? That's right, so understanding the problem was a key aspect of this process. We wanted to find out how we can get people to engage and really understand the information they were getting. So what are the benefits of taking a behavioural approach in communication? So the benefits of taking a behavioural approach is that we can understand and overcome those behavioural barriers. And in this case, it's about engaging people and enhancing the likelihood of their understanding the messages that we're trying to send them. Definitely enhancing the understanding was important here. So we thought about how can we tweak a standard letter to provide all the important information to creditors up front. Can you discuss how we did this without overwhelming creditors with too much information? Sure. So there's two key behavioural concepts to discuss here. One is cognitive overload and the other is that concept that I mentioned earlier, which is that we have diverse audiences. So with cognitive overload, basically that means that if you give people too much information, they're not necessarily going to take it all in and they're more likely to switch off. So we need to make information easy for people to process. But at the same time, knowing that we have diverse audiences means that we know that not everyone's going to switch off. Some people actually are looking for a whole lot of detail. So we need to cater for all of these people. So what we did was to place key information on the first page. So the key messages that we wanted the reader to take away were provided in a breakout box. And this is in case people don't actually read further than that first page, which we know from having talked to lots of people that many people do. They just stay on that first page. And this highlighted three key points. The first is that they are a creditor. The second, that that means that they're owed money. And the third is that the letter is sent by the liquidator who is overseeing the liquidation process. So another thing we did was we turned headings into questions that creditors may want answered. So remember these people are owed money. And so the heading on the first page says, will I get my money back? Why did we use questions for headings in this way? What we wanted to do was provide information that caters for what the reader wants to read and it allows them to skim the document. So they were able to just pick up this three-page letter, have a bit of a skim, see any headings that stood out as questions that they wanted answered and then read any further information that is contained under those headings if it seems relevant to their situation. That's right, because a lot of people certainly want to read the bare minimum to get what they want. 
and liquidators have technical legal information to convey to creditors, and this is required by law. It can be very difficult to convey this kind of information in a simple way. We address this in the changes to the letter as well. Can you talk about that aspect? Yeah, look, this is always tricky and it's also really common. It's what we refer to as unconscious competence. And that means that once you have learned something, you kind of forget that you've learned it and you kind of forget that other people haven't learned it and that they don't know it. So you, you often you can expect everyone to know what you know and that leads to using a lot of technical jargon. But we know that a lot of people don't understand technical jargon, especially in this case, the creditors that we're communicating with. So we tried to remove it as far as possible. However, it wasn't always possible and some things had to be left in. The other thing that we did was we organised the information to make it really easy to reference and again for people to skim through. So we've got a table starting on the second page that has three columns. The first is a question that can be answered. The second column has a very brief answer to that question. And then the third provides a link to further information. And finally, we want liquidators to seek out and consider feedback about their communication and letters they send out to creditors. So liquidators can ask questions like, did the creditor complain about not getting adequate information? Did the information confuse them? And or ask them if the information was adequate. So they, the registered liquidators can use this feedback to revise and improve their own communications because they will understand their audience better than anybody else. Thanks, Michelle. So we encourage registered liquidators to use the example initial letter to help them rethink their overall approach to communicating with creditors. ASIC has provided the letters to the main software providers and to ARETA to assist registered liquidators adopt behaviourally informed communication. As part of this work, ASIC will reach out to registered liquidators to gather feedback, both good and bad, about what they think of the letter and whether they are using it to adapt their communications. Thanks, and we will be back with another episode of ASIC's podcast shortly.